what to expect from your doctor. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about the high expectations you should have for your personal physician on Access Health Radio. And I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today. We'd like to thank the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. And while we're mentioning websites, uh, Dr. Forrest, why don't you uh, mention our website? Uh, It's where folks can find information about the program and uh, also uh, information about the topics that we discuss. Yes, so if uh, listeners want to go to uh, accesshealthradio.com or they can send emails directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com, you know, you can find out information there. You can also send us uh, questions that you might like to have answered on the show. In fact, I think in a couple weeks we're going to have a a mailbag question and answer show coming up uh, where those have accumulated over the last three years. And uh, we will uh, be glad to answer those on the air. And also give us your contact information because we may uh, you know, want to know who sent it and so we can thank you. So uh, after the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. And we will provide links to that on our landing page as well at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to ACCHealth.com. That's ACCHealth.com. Dot com or call 919-363-0190. You know, this is a topic today that I think a lot of folks are going to be interested in, Dr. Forrest. We all have, at some point, we've all seen a doctor. For some of us, maybe it was when we were born, but most of us don't have, I think, a real clear set of expectations uh, about what physicians are supposed to do or how we can actively help ensure that we're getting the best care for ourselves. I understand you're going to give us a checklist today of things that we should ask and what we should anticipate from our health care encounters. You know, I think that uh, most areas of our lives, we have clear expectations for the service that we expect to receive as consumers, whether it's at the grocery store or daycare or workplace. Most of us have a general idea of what type of features are important and what our minimum expectations are. For example, with a daycare, you know, we expect safety and security of the children to be a top priority. You know, at a grocery store, we expect unexpired food, fresh produce, and speedy checkout. Hopefully, with the lowest price possibles, you know, while we're doing that. So, in the workplace, we value things like punctuality, respect, and teamwork. But, you know, what do most of us expect when we see our doctor? I think many people, uh, unfortunately, these days expect long waits, rushed visits. And I think they also think there's going to be a computer sitting between them and their healthcare provider that's going to make it so they feel like they can hardly talk. And what I want to discuss today are the expectations that patients should have for their physicians and for their office encounters. Well, when you said punctuality, I said, ah, I know where he's going with that one. So, Dr. Forrest, I think many people these days just assume that the service they get is kind of what they get. They often mm-hmm. go to places based on you know, their insurance, they'll take my insurance. Okay, so I'll go there. uh, And then they just take whatever they can get. But uh, I hear you saying that patients should expect more out of their physicians. Yes. First, I'd like to point out something that I think physicians often overlook. 
Patients are customers. You know, they support the livelihood of the professional, and as such, they deserve customer service. I think that many of us have become skeptical that quality customer service uh, exists, or if anything, it's a rare commodity and only found with some exceptional companies. And, you know, the truth is we should all expect the golden rule that we should be treated the way we would want to be treated by businesses, and that includes, you know, the medical practice we go to and the professionals we work with. And I think if more businesses in general operated that way, we would have great customer service. So the first thing I want to go over today is what many would call a patient bill of rights. Essentially, it's sort of a one-page list of things that all patients should really expect from the medical practice they go to. Is this something they teach in medical school, the customer service, <laughs> or do they skip over that? You know, I don't really remember there being a class on customer service. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, there was a lot of focus on different diseases and different medications, and I don't think, uh, you know, many of us got much training in, in that or in, you know, business at all or small business operations or anything else. So uh, I think that's an area that uh, could be improved, you know. Um, so... There are some sort of examples of things that I think patients should expect, and uh, some offices, some healthcare facilities will will you know refer to this as a patient bill of rights. Uh, and I'm going to list these off, and, and I may go into a little bit of detail about them, but I think some of it sort of speaks for itself. So, you know, the first thing is a patient has a right to considerate and respectful care. Um, you know, you're you're there either because you're wanting to stay healthy or get healthy or because you're sick and ill, and you deserve to be treated respectfully um, and to be, you know, you have your time respected and considered. Uh, you know, the second thing is a patient has a right to really get from his physician complete and current information concerning their diagnosis, the treatment plan, uh, what the expectations and prognosis are, um, you know, in a way, and this is very important, and explaining that in a way that patients can reasonably expect to understand. Um, I think that's very important. We're going to talk more about communication today because I think that's one of the keys that you need to expect is good communication uh, from your physician. Uh, so the next sort of thing in the Bill of Rights is this, uh, the, the idea that a patient has a right to receive from the physician information necessary to give what we call informed consent prior to the start of any procedure or treatment. So that means, you know, if you want to do a surgery on a patient or you want to do a test on a patient, uh, you really need to let them know what are the upsides, the downsides, the pros and cons, uh, any risks that might be involved before, you know, you go through with that. And that's really important. And if, if you give that informed consent, the patient has the right to refuse treatment. And I think a lot of times people feel like, you know, in the medical setting that, uh, you know, if uh, a physician or healthcare professional gives them a, a course of action and lays that out in front of them, they don't have any other options. And the truth is, it's your health, it's your body, and the healthcare professionals are there to give you the best advice they can, uh, but you always have a right to refuse treatment, so you should remember that. Now, the next one uh, has become somewhat, uh, you know, uh, maligned over the last few years with the legislation called HIPAA. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that is very important is that a patient has the right to every consideration of privacy in terms of uh, their medical care. Um, they have to, the right to expect that whatever they're having done, whatever treatments, diagnoses, medicines, whatever they uh, are participating with, uh, are only known by those that they think should know. 
And so that means, you know, that uh, people shouldn't let documents out of the office. Uh, you know, one of the biggest problems that, that has happened with electronic medical records is, uh, you know, doctors traveling with their laptops. They jump in a taxi and they forget to get their laptop out of the taxi and they leave it behind. And the, and the laptop has all sorts of patient information on there that people can access. And so, uh, you know, expecting privacy is very important. The only people that should know about your medical treatment are the ones that you that you want to know about that. Um, the second thing is that all communications uh, and records uh, pertaining to your care should also be confidential. So whether that's letters or test results or anything else, uh, that also should be confidential information. And then, you know, the patient should also expect that uh, – any reasonable requests for service will be honored. Um, so what I mean by that is if a, if a patient wants to have an appointment, they want to have a procedure done, um, you know, they want to, to see the doctor, there's no, uh, that should be entertained. That shouldn't be, you know, just kind of uh, pushed to the side. Um, and, you know, the patient also has in, the right to obtain information about the relationships their physician has to other health care uh, you know, facilities and institutions, uh, especially as far as their care might be concerned. A good example of this would be, let's say that uh, the physician that you see, uh, their practice is actually owned by a hospital. Well, it may be sort of understood that in, with that being the case, that that doctor is expected to send all the referrals uh, for imaging, for hospitalization, for specialists and everything else uh, to the hospital that owns that practice. And if you have a desire to potentially go to a different specialist or a different hospital, you know, you have a right to do that, and you need to understand how those relationships with other institutions can affect that. And, you know, another uh, Bill of Rights issue is you have the right to know if you're being experimented on, <laughs> which would seem pretty <laughs> obvious. But, uh, you know, if, you're, if there's research going on in terms of, let's say, you're physicians trying a new experimental treatment that, uh, you know, hasn't been approved or whatever, and uh, they're experimenting on you and doing it for research, you really ought to be aware of that. Um, and you also have the right to refuse that, you know, if you don't want to participate in something like that. So uh, the, the next issue is what I call continuity of care. And patients really should expect that, you know, they're your patient all the time. They're not just your patient when you're in the office. So, you know, if they go from the hospital, uh, if they're admitted to the hospital, you should know about what's going on with them. When they come back into the office, you should be able to track down the records uh, from specialists they've seen, from the hospitals or any other facilities. So that continuity of care is really important. And I think a lot of times patients have just assumed these days that everybody uh, is sort of uh, clueless in terms of knowing what's going on with them medically. And, you know, one hand doesn't talk to the other. And when people get handed off from facility to facility, there's just no continuity of, of information or care. Uh, and patients have a right to expect that to be better. Um, and then lastly, and I think this is really important, is that patients have the right to receive an explanation of their bill. Uh, you know, with people using insurance, sometimes they get these explanations in the mail called EOBs, and it might say something like, you know, your doctor's office charged this, uh, we wrote off part of that, you still owe X or your copay is, is whatever. 
Um, but you you have the right to have your bill explained to you uh, what you're being charged for. And and personally, I think that all of those fees should be transparent and uh, and priced up front. I think you ought to know you know what something's going to cost before you incur that cost. Uh, you know, in most settings, if we go to the grocery store or uh, anywhere else, we know what our bill's going to be when we get to the checkout register. Roughly, we've we've seen the prices on everything, and there's no big surprises there. And yet, a lot of times when people go into a medical office, especially if it's something where they're not paying just a standard copay, they may have no idea what the bill's going to be uh, when they get done with that office visit. So I think having that price transparency and also the the patients having the right to be explained what their charges are is really, really important. And and lastly, you know, uh, different medical practices and different physicians have different rules and policies. You know, things like, you know, if you miss an appointment, you might get charged a fee, or if you're late, you know, can you still be seen? Uh, things like that. But you have to know the rules to be able to, to participate in the game. So uh, it's important that your office or your physician that you, you're working with let you know sort of what the rules uh, of engagement for their practice are. This is a terrific list. Is it available on our website, uh, Dr. Forrest? Yes, I can put uh, – I'll put a uh, link to that or, or actually put the list uh, on the website uh, so that people can sort of go over that. And uh, many offices actually have a, a printed copy of something like this so that, so that patients know what to expect. Uh, but this is sort of the minimum expectations I think you should have. Fantastic. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You should know that sometimes physicians and other healthcare providers can continue to practice medicine even after they've been disciplined by a medical board or had their license suspended. Uh, there's even cases where they can practice medicine and haven't passed the United States medical licensing exam. So it is important to at least check your state medical board website to make sure your healthcare provider is licensed, uh, that they're not being disciplined or on probation or that they've had their license suspended. Uh, and obtaining this information is completely free, and usually all it requires is your, your physician or healthcare professional's name and the city they're in to easily locate them. And physicians that graduate from foreign medical schools, uh, which should be information available also on the medical board websites, don't necessarily have the exact same training and don't have to pass the same licensing exam as U.S. medical graduates. And many times people may not know that. Uh, and they also may not have had the same specialty or residency training as those who went to United States medical schools. So just a quick tip is uh, go to the medical board website for, for your state, and you can look up physicians, and you can find out uh, quick information about uh, disciplinary action, license suspensions, uh, or other things that you really might want to know, because otherwise, you know, you might not know. More of what you can expect from your physician coming up straight ahead on Access Health Radio. Welcome back. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking about patients' bill of rights, and Dr. Forrest went through those just a few moments ago. But beyond that, Doc, uh, there are also expectations that uh, folks should have to get the very best care possible. What are those? 
Well, first is availability. You know, when you're sick, sometimes you can't wait for weeks to get an appointment. So physicians that value customer service usually can accommodate appointments the same day or certainly within 24 hours. And many of them also offer access via smartphone telemedicine platforms like, you know, we do that at our office. Uh, I have patients occasionally that go out of the country or out of town and want to be able to, to talk to me uh, even in that setting in case something happens, and we offer that. And also, uh, you know, given weekend hours or extended hours to accommodate people work schedules. Second, you uh, want your healthcare provider to be open to feedback and comments about customer service. For example, if your medical practice typically provides ways for you to do evaluations and critiques of the practice like patient satisfaction surveys, then you know that they are serious about truly wanting you to have the best experience. If they never ask what they could do better, then it might be a sign they don't value customer service. Uh, for example, you know, at our medical office, we keep patient satisfaction surveys and comment cards in our exam rooms that patients can fill out uh, in there and then put in a slotted box confidentially as one way to kind of keep us on our toes. Um, also, one of the things that you would expect from a, a physician that's really performing well is that they're cautious about overtreatment. You know, sometimes too much medical care is a bad thing and can be costly and even dangerous. Uh, a lot of times physicians who've just gotten out of their training, uh, you know, that they have some diagnostic uncertainty, they'll order way too many tests or they'll order, you know, unnecessary tests. Sometimes even really experienced doctors will order more tests than they really need. Sometimes that's for insurance purposes, uh, reimbursement purposes, and sometimes, you know, it's what we call defensive medicine. Uh, but what you want is the least amount of medical treatment uh, that, will, that will keep you healthy. Uh, so be cautious about physicians that uh, refer things too much or order too many tests. Uh, that sometimes can be a bad sign. And, uh, you know, the last thing I would expect from a, from a truly good, especially primary care physician, is that they're providing comprehensive array of services. So you're not necessarily being sent to other doctors for things that they could have done themselves. You know, for example, if you've got a suspicious skin lesion or growth, almost all primary care physicians have extensive experience in doing skin biopsies. Uh, so if they just refer you out to somebody else to do that biopsy, it's a second office visit for you. It may delay the diagnosis, uh, and your cost is going to be more. So a lot of times, you know, up to 90% of medical issues can be handled uh, in the primary care office. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, our Access Health Trivia of the Week. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. We're talking about patients' rights, what to expect on a visit to the doctor. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. The national average for length of doctor's visits is 15 minutes. However, of that time, the patient usually only gets one minute of talk time about a specific topic. Similarly, physicians average spending less than five minutes actually speaking to their patients. It is hard to cover much in that amount of time. So I think you should expect at least 15 minutes of conversation from your healthcare provider. And studies have actually shown that when the visit in the office is longer than 22 minutes, the health outcomes like blood pressure control are up to 60% better. Wow, that is amazing. Well, we have uh, come to uh, all the time we have. I think we could talk about this for an awful lot more, but uh, it's time now for our keys to think about this week. What are, what are the key points to take away, Doc? 
Well, first, have high expectations. Your health is more important than almost any other area of customer service uh, in your life. So uh, you should expect respect for your time, available appointments, and plenty of time for good communication about your medical treatments. You should expect your physician to be an advocate for you and try to keep your medical costs as low as possible, doing only tests and procedures that are absolutely necessary, and looking for ways to keep your costs down. Uh, you should also always ask questions and have plenty of them and plenty of time to get them answered during the visit. I think it's a good idea to make a list of those before you go to the doctor. And lastly, remember that as a patient, you're a customer and deserve good customer service. Your physician should earn your trust as a patient, not expect it just because they take your insurance. Dr. Forrest, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. What's our verse for this week? Uh, this week, our scripture comes from Peter 410. Each of you should use whatever uh, gift you... First Peter. Oh, you, okay. you just said Peter. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. You want to? Yeah, I'll set it up. Okay. Okay. Dr. Forrest, that's all the time we have this week for Access Health Radio. What's our scripture verse this week? First uh, Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.